Hello, friends. Welcome to That's Pretty Woo. Conversations about life, beauty, and magic. Because talking it out makes us all more connected. We're your hosts, Jordan Medina and Kayleen Seuss, two friends navigating the balance between making time for our work and passions while trying to be present in everyday life as mothers, partners, and citizens of the universe. Okay, let's chat. Hey, Kayleen, it's 2020 and we're back for season two. Welcome to New Year, New Woo. How are you feeling? What's going on? Okay, so I'm feeling good and excited about the new year, but also like very slow about January. Like I'm like, what day is it? And December calendar still up in my office. Christmas tree still like Mm -hmm. all that stuff is kind of like trickling in. Like sometimes I feel this desire to like just start fresh, like a clean slate, Mm -hmm. like immediately this time around, I'm more like the slate needs to go in the dishwasher. I think you're not alone. And I think (laughs) there's like a couple of reasons why. So one of them, the more practical reason is because of the day on which Christmas and the holidays fell this year, Mm -hmm. because it had us out of work an extra long time. It's, I mean, really a lot of people are just getting back to work on our calendar day today, not the day with just this airing, but it's like, Right. You know, the second week in January. Right. And, um, you know, that's one reason, but mm-hmm. a more woo reason <laughs> is the astrology right now is heavy. We are in between two eclipses, mm-hmm. one that just happened the day after Christmas yep. and one that will be occurring on the 10th, which is Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, that it's like basically what from what I understand or what I've gleaned from like what I've been reading as astrology wise, like everyone's kind of slogging it right now. We're yeah. all kind of like getting through the muck and the mire before we can. And it's it's hard because this year there was even extra pressure of not just a new year, but a new decade. Yes, yeah. So I think all of us are kind of feeling this collective, like, shouldn't we be doing more? But right. like, also you're not, it's like we're in this slow movement between eclipses where you're really trying to figure out what you need to discard. Like we haven't even discarded our stuff yet right. energetically yeah. to move or into literally. the fresh year. Like I haven't finished yet. Like (laughs) I have like, you know, we had, we went out big for New Year's. We went to a seventies party. And so I had like costume like options. Oh, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, There's pictures on my Instagram, but it was like one of those scenarios where I had four months known about it. We bought the tickets and then I was like trying to find the perfect outfit, the perfect jumpsuit. And so I am, I still got a delivery from Nordstrom of a new jumpsuit. Like two days ago. And I'm oh like, that gosh. needs to go. I need to return yeah. that. You know, so it's just like all this stuff that my office is just a pile of boxes of Christmas decor and now New Year's returns and perhaps maybe a few Christmas gift returns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a lot of that pro- procedural stuff that I feel like needs to get done before my energetic year can start. Yes. I cleaned out my inbox. I was answering emails from September last week. Like it's just nuts. So I'm feeling good about the progress I'm making and I'm feeling good about the patience I have. And I like what you said about like the change in decade. Do you remember feeling this way from 2009 to 2010? I don't. I don't either, but I almost thought that the tens were a weird year because you you don't really call them anything. Like, whereas like the twenties, the thirties, the forties, the fifties, like that's such a, those are all such familiar. You don't like, call them the think, tens? Think about the 1910s, which we do call them that now, I guess. But like, do you think about the 1910s? Whereas like everyone has this idea of the roaring 20s yeah. and then the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. Like you you know those decades so well as yeah. you get into those higher numbers. So I yeah. think part of it is just that it 
it's like from a marketing perspective, it yeah. just like rolls off a little quicker. Well, so 2020 is cool. 2020 is really cool, especially it's like 2020 vision, but yeah. astrologically and even like stuff going on, not just personally, but globally right now yeah. feels heavy. Like yeah. it's a lot of stuff. It's a, it's a moment for us to kind of be like, you know, one of my, one of my things for this year is that I really want to lean more into the astrology of like both my personal astrology, as well as like what's going on, you know, in the universe with everyone, right. because I think it's a good way to kind of like work with it instead mm-hmm. of like, sometimes I feel like I'm working against it. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a Mercury retrograde. You and I mm-hmm. both really love those because if you know how to like lean into it, mm-hmm. it can really be used to your advantage. You yeah. know, it's a good time to like refresh old things or yeah. look back at old projects. And so there's so many different energies at play. And as I like learn, have learned more about astrology over the last year and then done like workshops leading into this new year, I guess it's really had me thinking a lot, especially with these two big eclipses. And I follow Lisa Stardust Astro, who mostly posts like fun memes and mm-hmm. uh, ast- astrology memes and like, you know, really cute little. She's the one that does like the movie clips. They're like stuff. movie clips. Yeah. They'll be like 90s movie clips. It's like quirky. Quirky. It's quirky. Yeah. Um, but I really love her. And she had posted, somebody had asked her questions about the upcoming eclipses. Mm-hmm. And I think it was this Friday when she had said, she gave like a historical event, which I'm not even going to say what she said because mm-hmm. it was like kind of alarming. But if you look at like what's happening, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, that's really interesting. It's just really interesting that some yeah. of that stuff really does like line up. Line up. Yeah. And so I've just been really thinking about that. And as I talk to like my sister, you know, we always talk about like, she's really into fresh starts too. Mm-hmm. And she's had the same thing this year, like really slow getting into the that new year, new me mentality. It's yeah. like, that's kind of not this year. It's yeah. like, nobody's feeling that. Yeah, I mean, I think I I honestly felt like the sludge take me over towards the end of the year of 2019. Same. Like I felt I was just like, I feel heavy. I feel like energetically and physically heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I just am slogging it through. And I was like, okay, I have a choice here. I can either rail against this and really just try to push through or I can like lean into it. Lean in. And I just yeah. did. I was like, you know what? What? what do I get? I'm not going to gain anything from like forcing myself to do stuff that doesn't feel right. And I've been, and I have like the luxury at this exact point in my time, in my life to kind of lean into some of those lazier feelings. And then I'm thinking about my projector life Mm -hmm. and human design. And I'm like, okay, your energy isn't consistent. And this is a down energy. What are you going to do about it? Right. You know, so I've been reading more and I've just been trying to like I plan in downtime a little bit more and I still have the type A Aries desires to like conquer the world and read all the books and do all the projects and all that stuff. Absolutely. But I'm trying to be patient with it. Yeah. Which um, we'll talk, we're going to do an astrology episode here in a little bit, Mm -hmm. maybe in the next few weeks. But I had a reading and the thing she kept telling me was patience. Like, and I was just like, okay, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the thing you don't want to hear. Well, you know, (laughs) I will say, so I've done, I've done three courses for the year and they've all been quite interesting. For 2020. For 2020. Okay. One is Chani Nicholas, which I did hers last year. Hers is she sends you like an audio file and she reads for your rising sign. So technically I've read for yours too. Mm-hmm. So it is quite interesting because it still is like a continuation of last year with like collaboration, partnerships and uh, work and mm-hmm. a lot of that kind of energy mm-hmm. finances. But one of the things that really stuck with me through all the readings, the other one, another one that I did was the Astro Twins. Um, I bought their book, which is it's reads for all the signs, but mm-hmm. it is so detailed. I was really kind of impressed, especially for the price point. I think it's a really good buy. So highly recommend that. It does require you to read. 
But if you can pay attention to the dates and kind of mark down on your calendar some of them, mm-hmm. I think it's well worth doing because I really liked a lot of what they said. But it was also kind of, I wouldn't say disheartening because I I felt this energy before it started, mm-hmm. but it was like 2020. It's not my year. Like yeah. 2021, for yeah. especially for like Aquarius, it yeah. is literally my year. It's like yeah. Jupiter comes into my sign. It's my yeah. year. But so it was- My girl was like, what do you want to be doing in 2023? Because that's where you got to set your sights. Like she was like, this yeah, is a but long But that makes sense game. because Jupiter yeah. moves from, it's in Capricorn now yeah. and then it will move through my sign. Then it will move through the next sign. And then I think you're, it's Pisces and Aries. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, that yeah. makes sense 2023 because yeah. you get one year in your sign. she was like, you just, you know, it's going to build. Everything's yes. building. And, and one of the things I really like about this whole decade concept that I've been thinking more about because we just switched decades is like, a 10-year chunk of time is a lot of time in some respect and then not a lot of time in others. Yes. And time isn't, it's been making me think a lot more about how time isn't, it is measured linear, linearly mm-hmm. in this lifetime on this planet, but it isn't linear. Right. And things come and they go and we have cycles. And it, if we're lucky, we've got time to to build whatever we want. It's it's so true. And it's like one of um, my friend, Melissa, who she's just gotten really, really into human design here lately. And I, I've read her chart for her. And one of the things in her chart is that she is, is basically that kind of her huge career and life breakthroughs will happen at the end of her life. It happens if you have like a 6-2 profile, which Nathan has. Really, a lot of people have that. Do you have that? I think so. Is that the hermit one? I can't remember. There's a hermit is like one of the sides, but it's not yeah. maybe the other. And so with that, it's sort of like you spend a lot of time at the very beginning of your life, like cultivating the knowledge and the know-how. And then that really is shown to the world in the second half of your life, which I think like that's something that you could hear. And it's sort of like hearing that you're going to meet your soulmate at 60. What a bummer. Like you, what you get yeah. 20 years, you know, it doesn't necessarily feel ideal, but if you kind of lean into that and you view everything as this, like how I feel about the year ahead is it basically, the uh, Astro Twins told me that I need to spend the year in child's pose. Like that it's not going to be like the greatest of years, but it's like if you can just kind of relax into it, go with the flow, mm-hmm. like you'll be much better off than trying to resist it, push forward, you know, whatever. I mean, that's a prescription for life. Really? Absolutely. Like when you're resisting, it, things are just so much harder. Of six, course. But, I looked it up. But sometimes too is, oh, yeah. it's the model hermit. Okay. Is that what you are? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Does that well, mean that my yeah. life? <laughs> but it means your ambitions will be better perceived out by other people like later in your life, but it's not that funny. late. It's like, I think it's like in your forties. I, I may be mistaken, but I think that's when it is. But it's interesting because like when you're maybe like, if you heard that in your twenties, you'd be like, Ugh. but I mean, at this point, like it's not, none of that's that far But away. I kind of am in this phase of like, as I listen to all that stuff and I see my trajectory of like my actual like goals that have sort of really like, I've started visioning new things in my mind. And as I've like seen this new trajectory that I kind of need to take, I really have to kind of take a beginner's view from like what I want to do. And there's something really lovely about being a beginner, about being a novice, about not knowing it all, about Mm -hmm. like getting to just absorb and take in and like, especially at this point in life when you have already like done some things and built some parts of your life Mm -hmm. and like reached mastery in certain areas to be like, okay, well, I haven't peaked. I still have opportunity. It's a journey to mastery and it's like trying to master something new. And so I've kind of got that 
kind of energy going on. And I, and basically it was like, again, it's like 2023 is your year. 2021 is supposed to be my year. So it's kind of like, well, next year I got a whole year. So I'm I'm like, I'm not going to stress too much about like this 2020 energy and like what all it's meant to be, you know, it's, but I think you're right. The twenties is a cool decade. I can feel that. Did you feel pressure towards the end of the year to like wrap things up with a fancy little bow? Towards the end of 2019. Honestly, I do, I've had the same feelings that you had about things being heavy. What I will say is I felt a lot of triggering things come up for me emotionally. I felt very triggered by weird things that I can't even imagine being triggered by. And it felt not great, especially because, yeah. like, you know, before the, before we started doing this episode, we were just chatting about the holidays, catching up, and yeah. talking a little bit about how you know, we put this pressure on ourselves and there's that expectation of the holidays to be just so. And they're always... What do you want your holidays to be like? Like where was... Do you know what I mean? Like where was the disconnect between like what you wanted and what you actually felt? I think I have felt, and I'm still coming down off of it, an undercurrent of like thick anxiety that I can't even pinpoint where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it's just my way of being like, it's the freak, it's in the stars, man. Mm -hmm. But that's really what I'm still kind of feeling. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to, at this point, manage my anxiety, like really take it one day at a time, not put the pressure on myself of like the new year and the high expectations, which is crazy because you and I both love a new year. Yeah. But, um, but again, leaning into what feels good right now, which is not doing as much and not putting the expectation and the pressure on myself. But I think, you know, anytime you're around, I wasn't even around my family this year. So it was like, but I still felt triggered by them. Like in a way (laughs) where I was like, am I going to get some phone call? Like, you know, it's just like something crazy that Mm -hmm. was, it's like, you know, you're conditioned by past experiences or you, you put this pressure that you, I don't know, it was a good lesson for me in that one of the things that I want to incorporate in the year ahead is I've realized, and this was a good, you know, the good thing about the holidays and learning your trigger points is it probably points out things that you should work on maybe in the yeah, next year. or the things that are like ready to be released and healed. It, exactly, you know? like, exactly. Not like work on, again, we know the word work. I know. I was going to mention that you hated the word work, but I, but I do feel the need. I do feel like last year I was really skimming the surface of a lot of quote unquote work. Mm -hmm. And I can see that I didn't really go as deep as I needed to. And that was very evident over the holidays when I realized like some of my triggers were coming up and things that I thought had, I had healed. Yeah. And it showed me, you know, maybe not the deeper work, but that, that is sort of what I felt like, like there is work to be done. There is something that I'm not, I'm not paying enough attention to that I'm like, and, and what I felt like it was for me is the like boundaries and maybe me not being able to, I think the, I think my feelings and other people's feelings, it's a little muddy and murky in between. And I need to put some harder lines up because other people's feelings are not my own. Yeah. And recognizing that and setting that boundary for myself, for others, because I don't think it's healthy, you know? And I think it's like, I've realized so much that I've taken on a lot of guilt in the last year, or I realized that over the holidays. And, you know, just what a useless emotion that is, really, yes. and yes. how it's not serving me and it's not serving others. It's just poison. It's just poison. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think it was just this like culmination of, I think, I don't know, I think the holidays are that way for a lot of people. And I think yeah. as we get older, it's like, you know, and it's not the magic of like being a little child opening all the gifts and, you know, it's, well, I mean, my son threw three tantrums on yeah, Christmas, yeah. so it was like a magical time when he got to open gifts, but there was already struggle. <laughs> and I think there's something about the holidays 
in my view now as a parent looking at my children, and I also wasn't around my family. It was just the four of us, my husband and our two kids. And the thing that I thought about was, hey, he these kids have their like everyday routine that they are kind of, their bodies are accustomed to, their little minds are accustomed to. And now we're throwing major wrenches in it with like new food and like lots of treats and presents and our expectations of how they should behave. And it made me think about like us as adult creatures and how like that isn't really that different. Like we're not working. We're not in our routine. Like talk about managing anxiety. Like what are the, what are some of the things that help manage anxiety? Like consistency and routine and proper sleep and proper nutrition. You throw all that out the window Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you put on top of it, like these expectations of like having a magical, cozy, comfortable time. And it's like, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. And when you're talking about like, healing old wounds and like doing the work, it made me think about like injuries, like physical injuries. Yes. Like you have a back injury, you might go through rehab and you'll get stronger and you'll heal, but then something might happen or you take a few weeks off from working out and then your back starts acting right. up. It's the same thing with emotional exactly. stuff. Exactly. It doesn't, it, it, you can't, it can go away completely but there might be like a shadow of it from time to time where you are more sensitive to certain things because of that injury or because you got in a car wreck or whatever it is. So I think that like, I don't know, it just made me think about that and how I think you did a lot of great work last year. Yeah. No, it's not that. It's that, it's that there, I was able to sort of like, especially doing that Lacey Phillips stuff, I was able to kind of like skim the surface or like, cut to some of my stuff that needed to be reprogrammed. I didn't spend near as much time as I should have working to quote unquote working to reprogram it, which really doesn't take that much when it comes. It's like, I really felt towards the end of the year, a deep resistance to even that work, which I feel very much more energetically aligned with it right now. But it's honestly because I had this huge talk with like Nathan's mom. We, you know, we always stay up late talking. She drinks coffee at like midnight. (laughs) And we were talking about, I was talking about just like she's, she's done like courses on boundaries and all these different things, you know, over the last like 10 years or so. And she just has such a like wise perspective. And it's interesting because she's coming at it from like a Christian point of view in terms of like the psychological healing that she's done. But the work is actually like reparenting and shadow work, which is like exactly Lacey Phillips work minus the hypnosis. And it was really interesting to have that conversation because it really brought me back around to the, the, to be magnetic because I was like, you know, I, I, and Lacey's whole thing over the holidays was like on her social media, she kept posting like, Hey, you know, maybe just assess what your triggers are right now. And it was so interesting that there Mm -hmm. were so many, it's Mm -hmm. like, I wasn't even expecting to feel so many. And then Mm -hmm. I did. And then it was like, get to the bottom of that. And so then when I came back, I, I was scrolling through like new and noteworthy podcasts to listen to. And some of there was like a self help section right now because it's um, New Year, the New, New Year, year. <laughs> and there was this one, and I'll have to find what it's called because it's it's like the background is like this hot pink like Kathy comic look, and it's called like self help something, you know, and I just happened to press play on this one that was about like holidays and family and like why we experienced this, why we re experience these pain points during the holidays and like mm-hmm. where it comes from and like our uh, deeper, you know like our body, it's sort of like that. I've never read this book, but I've heard of it. And I, or I know of it is like the body keeps the, have you heard of this? No. Okay. So the body keeps the score 
what I think it is, is like, it's about how our emotions and our physical bodies are like connected and how we hold on to things in our body and how like we don't release trauma, you know, and trauma is like, of course, like there's trauma, but trauma can be a lighter thing too. You know, totally. Everybody has some sort of trauma and it's sort of like, this so this girl on this podcast she's like this therapist and she just brought up these like tactics to help like you deal with it and i really have enjoyed now i've started kind of dabbling into that podcast like maybe this is good you know just it's a therapist she's a clinical therapist and she's like giving out like actual tactics to use when you're mm-hmm. in these situations and also like describing different ways you might be feeling and i felt really connected to that i mm-hmm. felt like what a great thing and I don't know. It just, it was an interesting time. It was heavy though. I mean, this is a lot of heavy stuff. It wasn't what I was expecting for, you know, we did our celebration (laughs) woo episode. It's like, oh, sparkles and glitter and snow and, you know, all the fun and magic. And then it it, it did end up being a little bit more of a, and I don't know if it is just the energetics of everything going on around us, but it's, it is heavier right now. Yeah. And I, I also believe that part of it is that I'm still learning how to be a parent Mm in the holidays and what my family's traditions are and what legacy I want to establish and what memories I would love to implant into my little children's brains. And that's a huge responsibility. It's enormous pressure. And I have a one and a half year old and a three and a half year old. So I'm very new at this. My husband and I have only spent two Christmases at home just us. Like Mm -hmm. we have been in someone else's home and someone else's traditions and someone else's river. And now we're like, okay, we just built our boat and we're just getting into the river. So there's this memory, these memories I have of like, you know, much more established adults running their holidays. And then I'm coming in brand new to the game. And you just think about like what it's like to be a freshman in high school and look at the seniors and think they've got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. And then you learn, oh, nobody knows what they're doing. Right. And so there's just this like disconnect. And I was just trying to keep in mind that hopefully, you know, if all goes well, we have time, we're going to have another Christmas, like we can take our time with these things. And I, did I tell you on the last episode that I did this cool thing where I wrote a letter to myself? Yes. Okay. So I, I, just in case you haven't listened, I wrote a letter to myself in 2018 for 2019 Christmas, Kayleen. And it was like in my Christmas decor box. So as I was unpacking our tree, I like read this letter and I probably could just copy and paste it <laughs> for next year. You know what it's I mean? It's hilarious because I thought about doing it for myself and being like, Jordan, you left about a billion hooks in the Christmas tree to find because I think I'm going to forget. <laughs> this is my gift for you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even finish putting up our Christmas decorations this year and I started in November. Yeah. So there's there's just this thing. I want to sit down and think about that letter and I want to include it in my Christmas as I'm packing it up because I think that we can be much kinder to ourselves and we can do ourselves a favor by being like, Hey, lower the bar, Mm -hmm. buy less presents. (laughs) Don't get so wrapped up in all of it, but it's so hard not to. Yeah, it is hard. Um, I mean, you really have to take a stand to go against like the flow of all the advertisements and all the hype and all the energy. And, but the same is true for right now. Like I feel this like already being behind at the very beginning of January that I don't have like all my goals set and all my resolutions put together and I don't have my calendar Mm -hmm. up and, but like, it's, it's all okay. And there's years where I've got my, you know, where I've got it together, but I don't even like that phrase. Like I don't have it any less together Right. right now. I just have been prioritizing other things. And it's strange because I feel the same way where it's like, 
usually I would be like, like a little bit feeling a little bit behind. And I don't, even though technically, I suppose I'm a little bit behind, but I don't feel behind. I feel also like this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And for, it was basically saying, I don't know if it's just my personal astrology or everybody's, but it was like until January, like don't even bother with anything till about January 12th. And then you kind of will get that energy. And I'm just kind of like leaning into that and expecting that to be the case because currently it's not really existing for me. And I thought about maybe, I thought this episode might get me inspired to kind of like do some of the tactics of what I normally do for the year ahead. You mean preparing for that? Preparing episode. for yeah. the episode. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. No, I mean, I, I didn't do it preparing for oh, the episode. Okay. I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I, the only thing I've done is like my tarot for the year. And you have your word. Which and you- I, have, I have a word. Okay, I, I will say, I, I've got it together. Let's yes. be real. I've got a word for the year, resolve. And so a little bit about why I chose that word. I mentioned it before, but I got it from like the Magnolia catalog or whatever it is. Um, But I basically chose that word because while it means like pushing forward and moving ahead, it also means like, uh, you know, leaning into the, my child's pose for the year, basically. Mm -hmm. It's like resolve can mean, you know, a couple of different things, which I kind of like, like, so that's my word for the year. I've been looking up like resolve quotes. So I have my word for the year. That feels good. I have done my tarot for the year. I drew my card and it was, which we'll get into the tarot episode. Should I say it now or should I wait? Well, yeah, we're going to do a tarot episode next, next week. So you guys can tune in and we'll get into that. Okay, so I'll wait to say what my card was for the year. So you only have one card? Well, I I do one card for each month. So like I do a 12 card spread and then I do an overarching energy card. And here's what I will say. One of my action items for the year and maybe this is just coming from like my place undercurrent of anxiety from the holidays and the new year beginning, but is to choose like, I had a lesson over the holidays that basically taught me that like, don't assume you know everything and ask questions. And it was a little bit of that, like, what's her name? Amber, Amber Ray. Hey, Amber Ray. Choose wonder over worry. I read that book and it didn't quite grasp it. And this is my first time really understanding how that like, how asking more questions, how if you're ever feeling like a tension with somebody, if you just ask like where they're coming from, you genuinely probably don't know. So just ask and find out. And it was like such a great lesson to me because I had built up an anxiety, a tension, a stressor over a situation that only required me learning more because I don't know what other people are thinking or feeling or like it's not on me to decide that. So it was a le- that's sort of like my action item for the year. So my word is resolve, choose wonder over worry. And my card, I pulled a card. It was not a good card. And I pulled a clarifying card. And I'm going to let y'all tune into the next episode to really find out like the deeper meaning of it. But it literally was like, choose wonder over worry. Like was the, <laughs> was the card meaning. And I was like, oh, that's, that's exactly right. Um, that's interesting. So it was. The whole like asking questions thing to circumstances very recently that kind of go along with that. When I went to that event in Atlanta, the um, Attune conference, and we saw Shaman Durek speak. Yeah. So Shaman Durek says that fear is a lack of information. And that once you ask questions, if you need, and he said, just ask your spirit guides for more information or ask the person that you're having a concern about, you know, just get to the answers And then once you have more information, you'll have less fear or no fear. And then the other thing that this may relate, do you know, um, 
Ralphie Jacobs. I think her, her name's Ralphie Jacobs from Simply Parenting. I'm getting all of it wrong. I'll put it in the show notes, but she has this like um, parenting Instagram. She's local to Austin. Mm-mm, I don't um, think I know her. Oh, it's it's good. And in the age of your baby, you, like it's a really good yeah. resource because she has, it's all about this like more calm, empowered approach to parenting. Mm-hmm. And one, I was just reading her email series that I subscribed to. And one of the things she says is that like in the heat of the moment, when a kid's screaming and you feel like screaming, like if you start asking yourself analytical questions, it will create an emotional distance between you and that situation to where you can see the problem for what it is. Oh, he hasn't napped today. Oh, he's hungry. But in when you get wrapped up in the drama and you're like, you're you never do what I ask you to do. Yes. Wah, 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 yes. And you're like freaking out over a two-year-old throwing a tantrum. It really asking yourself questions, creating an emotional distance is so empowering. And yes. it just kind of like brings you back into like, okay, I'm okay. They're okay. And, and now I have information. And mine's not even just with with children, but just in interpersonal relationships, you know, I consider myself fairly intuitive. And I think sometimes I make the mistake of like assuming where people are coming from and that I know what their intention is. And then realizing like there might be something deeper that people, you know, as we get older, people are less inclined to share everything with you uh, and understandably so. Like I should, I should be, I'm such an open book. I, I, one of my other goals for the year is to be less of a little less of an open book (laughs) and close the book just a little. And (laughs) Um, but I think it's like when you assume something, you can build it up in your mind. And then I also, you know, I hate conflict and I really fear it and I confrontation and conflict. And so I, in avoiding that, I build things up and hold on to them and fear them. And it makes it so much worse, sort of like what you're talking yeah. about with Shaman Durek, whereas yeah. if you just go for it and like ask the question, it's like, oh, this is where this is what you're go- is going yeah. on with you. Yeah. Something that I am not privy to and right. I have no idea about. And it's like, you know, coming. it makes you come from a place of like more empathy. Yeah. And it also, when you ask a question, it allows the other person to be vulnerable, yeah. which I haven't been doing. And it just, yeah. it just didn't occur to me till I came up with up against this like one scenario. And I was like, oh, like it just made me realize like 10 other areas in my life where, where I can implement this one strategy that like really shifted a whole dynamic for me that I was like, Oh, like I don't need to be afraid of this because if I came up with somebody and it felt like a conflict, I could just be like, Hey, like, is everything okay? Are you, where's what's going on with you that this is, this is the energetic I'm feeling. Yeah. And it would shift the dynamic instantly. And it's sort of that choose wonder over worry because instead I was choosing to like play things on a loop in my mind and assume it had to do with me and they feel this way and this thing. And it's not that. And um, it was just a really good lesson. And it also just kind of brought in like a place where, you know, just another useless emotion in terms of like worry and guilt and just things I don't, I just really want to shed. Good. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so what about you? What are like some, what are your rituals? I told you I drew, draw the tarot yeah. and that's one of my things. Like what else, what do you have? Do you have anything that you're like gonna do or? Yeah. So, I mean, I pick a word every year um, and I've been toying around with my word for weeks, just kind of like yeah. seeing if it like settled and it's magic. Love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is it too on the nose? No. I don't know. No. I, I It's, 
I have this um, mantra cuff and it says allow. I wore it last year and I really wanted to pick a word that paired well with allow because I'm going to wear and I'm going to get another yeah, one and wear them as a yeah, stack. And so allowing magic is something that like really, because at first when I was like, okay, I like the word magic, obviously. It's definitely been like a word that I've been holding on to for a while now. And my word for last year was actually trust, which like, I don't know. You know, I want my word to be like uplifting and good and trust felt like a prescription and it was, mm. it was what I needed. And I yeah. think it was something that like really helped support me through last year. But with, and with magic, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't something that was like too lofty or too like, you like know, trust felt heavy. Yeah. Well, trust is like, trust is heavy. it's kind of like when you gave me that, when I asked you what your word was last year, yeah. I can honestly say, cause I made a little like moon for Kaylee yeah. with the word trust underneath and I remember you gave me the word and I thought to myself, God, this is like, oh, I wonder what, why she needs trust. Like yeah. that was my first thought of it. Yeah. It was like, oh, like, because I I automatically think like, like a mistrust or a, like yeah. just that's what you were because really needing. Because what's the opposite of trust? Yeah. 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 And so I had, I, I thought that like weirdly, yeah. I just, I mean, I was like, well, also it's like trust is also like, yeah, if you're, if you're into, you know, Abraham Hicks, yes. it's like trust is important. Yes. But I, but I understand what you're saying about like maybe wanting something a little more fun. Yeah. But magic can also feel not heavy, but like a lot of pressure because yeah. like, it's just like where we were talking the about with the holidays. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing of like, okay, well, if I'm setting out to have a magical year, if it's anything, but that might suck. And so I've been really thinking about like, well, what does that magic, what do I want? Why do I want that word? Yeah. And I think it's because there's similar to trust, like I don't always know like what's none of us know what's around the corner. And so when you're picking a word, like it's because it's be, it's a guide, it's support yeah. and trust really served me. I mean, I started in 2019 as a stay at home mom. And at the end of the year, like I have these ideas and these potential businesses and all of this stuff going on. And I feel like I'm in a totally different space as like a person. And so we have the podcast, you know, there's yeah. just like so much that transpired last year that I really had to trust because all I ever wanted was to be a stay at home mom. I yeah. had, that was like the dream. And then I got there and I was like, okay, got to dream more, you know, yeah. like that was just, I needed to expand and I needed to trust that. And so now I'm in a place where like, Oh, I've like, I'm on this like little tiny boulder. <laughs> like I'm like, no, you know, I feel like I'm like nowhere. Yeah. I'm like standing just trying to like get a little bit of a peak of the horizon. And what I want to invite and what I want to allow is more magic, less yeah. of me doing things manually, less of my pursuit and like my grind and more allowing and more magic. So yeah. that's where it comes from. And as far as like other things that I have, planned. I always set a Goodreads goal, a yes, book goal, yeah. which I already did. I set my goal of 33 books. My goal is just to use Goodreads, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, and I really, I beyond, like I have, we talked about this in an, in a recent episode, but the idea of writing reviews and sharing reviews. And I think the podcast is a great platform. We share tons of resources here, mm -hmm. but I also want to like do my little write-ups of my books, share them on Instagram, like keep a hashtag, yeah. keep them on a highlight in, in my um, profile. And I want to get back to blogging and books. Like that's just an easy yeah. piece of content, but it's not just content. Like it's like really good for me. And yeah. the way that I, I mean, the way that we integrate our learning is through putting like re like 
integrating it and then using it. And so that's why you wrote book reports when you were a kid. And it's the same thing now. Like I really, if I'm going to put the time and effort and energy into reading some books, like I need to put that time to good use. That's how I feel about it. Sounds like work, but I'm excited about it. Yeah. So um, that's one of my goals. And I like to set like intentions. I have um, at our coach, Abby Miller, she has some really great worksheet mm-hmm, worksheets mm-hmm. for all that. And so I want to like restart that. So I cleaned out my closet. Like oh, I want to keep up best. that project. Yeah. So energetically, like I'm just like cleaning house clearing. and like, yeah, clearing and really getting things out. Um, and then I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I, I, so I pulled some tarot cards. We'll talk about it in the next episode. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. You do? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's funny because like when, well, one of the things that I did a lot of last year was like seeking out experts. I spoke to a medium. Mm-hmm. I had an astrology reading. I had an Enneagram reading. I yeah, took you like, really did a lot. Oh my gosh. So much of like seeking information from outward yeah. and, and went to that conference in, in November, a tune. So this year I want to, again, like integrate and like learn and study from those people and like, look at all my notes from all of those different, you know, appointments that I set and like, okay, now great. I've got like pages and pages of notes of like my astrology, but like, how can I put that into practice? So I want to set an intention around that and kind of get clarity around like, what does that look like? I would like, I think I need to stop buying books. I say that every single year. You know, I read so many books this year, I definitely don't want to read as much next year, which I know that sounds like a crazy thing to say, but no, it's true. You went I went overboard. No, you don't even know. Towards the end, I read <laughs> City of Girl. I read all the books. Uh, like I, I did really either. like that book. But I, I I've Dude, had, that took me it I started City of Girls in June and finished it in December. I could see that. I went and I came back and I left. I could see that. Was, I could see that. It's a book. I kind of was nice to take my time. I I will say, like, I'm so happy to have reincorporated some fiction into my life. And you know, I'm I'm happy that I read a lot of what I read this last year. I think I've like, I really even could revisit some of them and do like yes. some deeper work into yes. some of the ones that I've already read. So it's definitely like a, a quality over quantity. Um, I've already gotten my pre-order for the new year, which was Channing Nicholas' new book. And I have kind I'm of I'm so glad we know how to say that. her name now. I know. We've been saying it wrong for so long. I feel so terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like she's the kind who would hate that too. Um, <laughs> but, I, I, I have that kind of name. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but so, um, you know, kind of diving into that a little bit, but that's one I can kind of take my time with. It doesn't like, you know, have to be read cover to cover or anything. Yeah. And what's funny is towards the end of the year, when I was taking my Instagram break, what I really found was like, I got this reignited passion for hair and beauty. And part of that was I got an accountability partner to do my, uh, to be magnetic Lacey Phillips work with. Right. And one of the things that we did through our accountability together was to find our quote unquote authentic code. Which are these like you do these lacy thing? You do these deep imaginings, okay. which are like your hypnosis, and you come up with these four words that have like you it's 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 kind of a I'm not gonna tell you how you do it because that's I'm sure I'm not supposed to, but it's like <laughs> you basically do all this hashing out and you end up finding these four words that describe yourself and you also might find that you have some shadow around some of the words. And sure enough, the word that popped up that is Are you gonna tell us? I'm no. gonna tell you the word and the okay. shadow. So it was beauty. And I am a hairstylist by trade, but in the last, you know, doing this work, like what you and I do, where you do so much self-reflection and focus and also like where our media is right now and where the world is. um, And now I'm learning more about this, but like 
I think I have really kind of had a lot of shadow feelings around beauty, around where it comes from, like familial. There's a lot of stuff that goes on, you know, with like pressures of family and looking a certain way. And, um, and also like, uh, you know, culturally there's that. And then there's this pressure of like how physical beauty and being a good person are completely separate things. And so I think I had built up a little bit of a wall around my career and my, um, passion for it because I felt a little bit like, well, I want to be something more than this. Uh This is, this is trivial. And in getting off of Instagram for a little bit and feeling like, um, you know, and I'm excited because we're also doing an upcoming like Netflix episode, but yeah. getting more into like film and TV. And then I started picking up to read some books that I have that are more like almost like coffee table books that are beauty related and magazine related and fashion history related. I also dove into these like fashion history podcasts and it has been like the craziest renaissance of um, my career of really reintegrating this word that like I shouldn't have the shame around. And it's interesting because one of the books I picked up from the library was the history or no, it's an encyclopedia of hair. And it's just like a giant Bible. It's like almost no pictures. It's literally just like you learn about like different eras, like the Victorian, Edwardian, all this different stuff. And what I think I was so fascinated by, because, you know, I've spoken a lot about like the Glossier girl uh, aesthetic and all that and how like minimalist makeup. And then we go to these extremes where it's like a few years ago where it was like just major makeup, you know, and this is cyclical. Like it's not new. And it's based off of the politics of the time. It's based off of what's happening socially. It's Mm -hmm. based off of like how women express ourselves, how we like come out of our shells, like all these different things. And it's just, it's so fascinating to me. And then just like, really wanting to take a deeper dive, especially into like styling, because I think, Mm -hmm. you know, in the last few years of my industry, especially on Instagram, the way you grow is you build your clientele, but you tap out. There's only so much you're ever going to be able to charge for like doing hair. Yeah. And like you can't have, you only have so many hours in the day. You can't see that many So what people are doing is they're becoming hair coaches and they're like, if you look at hair marketing for anybody all like people are writing down their formulas. They're telling you exactly how to do it. Like my clients now sit in my chair as if they know how to do their own hair because yes. of something they've seen off Instagram. But that's like any professional's experience now. Like people who yes. do the same thing to their doctors. Of course. And their oh, it's not just and, my industry. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. But it's that's the but, where we are but in the world. It's really taken away some joy from it for me because yeah. everybody's kind of regurgitating the same thing in order to make a buck. And the way you prove mm-hmm. you're a professional is by telling how much you know. And at the end of the day, I'm trying to like really like come at it from a different view of like, I also, you know, I've really found some expanders, some like people in my industry who I feel like are at the top of their game, truly talented and aren't doing this because it's unappealing to me. And I don't want to run an e-course in six months for other hairstylists. That's not my goal. And that's, that is a great way to make money, but that's not what I want to do. So like, you know, just that aside, but I also feel a little bit like a novice, especially in terms of like styling when I learn about all these like old world techniques and stuff. So one thing I did, I got this book and instead of cooking through a cookbook, usually I cook through one cookbook a year, this, I'm going to do hair from this book. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to master every technique in this book. And so it's sort of like that beginner's mind and that, I don't know. So that, that's kind of like my big goal. And it's like, really won't even be that much to do. It probably won't even take me that long. Um, but that's about it. Like, that's really exciting. Yeah. It's yeah, fun. I mean, I think that there we've done what two episodes on beauty at this point. But 
there is some real magic to playing a part and to stepping into a different look. And it's not just like a vapid sort of like thing. It's really empowering. And, it's and like- so in, in all of that, one of my other goals being to my sister and I have this phrase, which I have not done this for years, but we've talked about it for years. And when you're dating, you have to do this. And it's called guard your mystery. You've said that to me before. Yes. Guard your <laughs> mystery. Because it's like, you know, I see people all the Tell, time. What does that okay. mean? So I'm going to give an example. <laughs> like when you're dating and you're just trying to go put it all, all all out there to this man. And I see it more with like women than, of course, I'm I'm around a lot more women. Yeah. Um, and hearing about their dating lives a lot more. But it's like, girl, you got to keep a little bit of like mystery, a little air of mystery. And I don't think it's just in dating. I think it's in like most aspects of your life. And I think since having a baby and you get broken wide open and I'm a bit of an- And you're so naked. I'm a bit of an open book naturally (laughs) anyway. And I think I've just struggled to kind of like regain that a little bit. Regain your mystery. Regain the mystery. Yeah. So in the last like month or so, since I've like re- I've, I've recommitted to beauty, I've also recommitted to like, putting some time into my look, into keeping, keeping like, just keeping it clean, like looking a little bit fresher, feeling yeah. a little bit better. And I can't even tell you energetically how yeah. much that's shifted everything yeah. that I'm feeling. Yeah. And yeah, beauty is not just skin deep. It's more, it, it is. Otherwise it wouldn't be this thing. There wouldn't be art and there wouldn't be, yes. there wouldn't be this fascination with people. And there wouldn't be this, if we didn't have this cultural tie to beauty that is real and is real. And it's own, like, we're the only things out there that are doing it, you know, like yes. squirrels aren't like making sure their nests are pretty. You know what I mean? Well, like, aren't they? Or possums no. are. Yeah. Well, I think some yeah. animals too, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like we really have as humans, like such a, a pull Aesthetic. towards it. Yeah. Towards beauty. But I also think intention has a lot to do with it because you can be doing your hair and makeup and dressing a certain way and trying to make your body a certain shape for many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of those reasons are empowering and some of those reasons are devastating. Right. Um, and so I think that there, it you have gotten to a point in your journey where it sounds really empowering. It is. From like a but, very- but I was really struggling with that not even a few months ago. Yeah. And doing that work and really releasing some of my shadow feelings about it I feel it's just crazy the difference. It really is. Well, for our New Year's party, getting like all dolled Mm -hmm. up and we had hair, we had like professional hair and makeup, which was so fun. And I haven't had my hair and makeup done like that in a hotel room since my wedding. And before that, never. Or maybe like trials, like for the engagement pictures. But it was, and it was so fun because both the hair and makeup people that came didn't know before they entered the room that it was for a theme party. Yeah. Like they were thinking they were coming for the same old, same old, which I'm sure they're exhausted by. Of course. And so they were both like so thrilled and it was just fun. Obviously, like also our expectations were a little like out there because I wasn't trying to like look a certain way. I just wanted to have fun. Yeah. And then Adam, like, and I I felt really like pretty and I felt like very, I felt fun. Like it wasn't like I was trying. Yeah. And, but I wasn't like trying to look like Pinterest. I was just, 
although that's where we got all our inspiration pictures from. <laughs> but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to have that same look that I'm always trying for. Right. So there was, and I had like big curly hair, which I have like some weird feelings about big curly hair, having yeah. been worried about having so much frizz my whole life. And we were like teasing my hair and making it more frizzy. And I was loving it. And I kept that curl. You were saying, keep it clean. I kept those <laughs> curls for like a week. But that's not what I, I don't mean necessarily keep it clean. I mean, like put try, to, put to get, try, yeah. try, just try a little, put a little effort yeah. in. Yes. It, it actually will make you feel great. Yeah. It's not about, it but does. it also is like a weird respect to your significant other, because I think Nathan has felt weirdly more appreciated by me putting myself together more, which I think was an unexpected outcome. And I'm yeah. not necessarily saying like, this isn't Miss Maisel, like don't get up out of the, in, at three <sighs> in the morning, put your eyelashes on and then go lay back in the bed. Yeah. But like something about that, like even, even watching Miss Maisel, I just felt so inspired by the fashion and the, you know, stylings and everything. And, um, you know, just like, yeah, being a little more put together. Well, I felt like a totally different person. And I mean, I, that was, I was yeah, playing a really character, fun. but I like felt that way too. And it, and I mean, the party itself wasn't what, you know, like yeah. things are yeah. never what you expect them to be. Yeah. Right. But the act of like getting all dolled up and, and, and it was the, the amount of time between my realizations of like, okay, my expectations were here and this is where we are. Yeah. But, and then I just like let it go and was like, whatever, I don't care. Like we we're here. I'm going to have yeah. fun. We were all, we were just like a little bit older than everybody else. It oh. felt like, so there's just like, you know, I, was yeah, like, I know, oh, I know that, that energy. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, hmm, interesting. But Adam looked at me at one point and he was like, you're so relaxed. And like, it wasn't that I had been drinking a ton or anything. He was just like, you're like, you're very calm and relaxed. And I was like, that's what I'm always wanting yeah. to be. And it took like, all this effort and energy to get there, but it was like, that was my desired outcome. Yeah. So it was, a, it was really cool, but it also made me think a lot more about like, okay, like there's a reason why, you know, like Queer Eye, have you seen that show? Oh yeah, every okay. episode, girl. Did you watch the Japan yeah, one? I yeah. haven't watched it it's yet. It's really good. I've been like, I was so excited for it to come out and then I just haven't like sat <laughs> down and watched it. But that's why that show like speaks to you and that's why it touches those people is because like, stepping into that. Well, and I, that's just it. Like, you know, beauty isn't something that like just came to me like 10 years ago or whenever right. I went to hair school. Like I literally would spend hours making over my American girl as a child in front of like old movies. And yeah. I have like a huge, like, you know, one of the craziest things is like my brain is so strange how it's wired for like TV and movies and whatever. And I have such a huge, re all these references. Right. So it's like, oh, why not utilize some of this stuff and like play? Yeah. Like it's so cool. Like you yeah. can do so much with just styling. And so yeah. I just feel like hair is this fabric. And, you know, part of it too was that class I took from Orbe that was free yeah. like months ago. Like yeah. it was like that was the beginning of something new in my career. And I just feel so much like, deeper connected to what I do. And, um, and it doesn't take much to make a big difference for someone. So mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know, it's a really exciting time for that. So I feel very like re-inspired and I see a trajectory of where I want to go, but in effort to guard my mystery, I want to keep it a little bit like close to my vest for now. Yeah. yeah. I but that's I, but good. that's just it. It's a year of like being a beginner. I really want to like um, I want to read more coffee table books. Mm -hmm. I, I want to read more of those. Like, I think that like, it's, it's, it's not just inspirational. It's like, I'm learning so much about mm -hmm. like how things come in and out of fashion and the real history behind it and the why. And it's like so beautiful. It's so interesting. And it's mm -hmm. so, um, like I spent a lot, I've spent a lot of time, money and energy 
to be a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. And I think I just felt like, well, how many more years am I going to do this? Because it, right. it can feel boring, like when you go to yeah. do the same thing every day or when people only want the two looks from Pinterest or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, how do you mix like, it up? Like when you get the same inspiration photo for three clients in a row and you're like, okay. Yes. And so, <laughs> and so it is this like neat thing where it's like, okay, I can, you know, there's so much more here. Yeah. And so I just feel really excited about that. But so I want to, re- I'm re- if you have any like, beauty or fashion books or like fashion podcasts or beauty podcasts that like you really love, please send them my way. Cause I'm very interested in learning more and just really expanding my knowledge or even something that's like not specific to that, but like has an element of that, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So I'm mm-hmm. interested. That's yeah. exciting. So that's exciting. Well, the only other thing that I wanted to just like in an effort to completely not guard my mystery, um, <laughs> you know, my project Celebrate Cultivate. Yes. At the end of 2018, it was a December project. And the focus was on like celebrating the year and cultivating more of what you want next year. And then December 2019 approached and I was like, I don't feel right doing this in mm-hmm. December. And then I was like, okay, I think I want to do it around the new moon in January, which is January 22nd, I believe. And now we're like, not that far away yeah. from it. And I haven't like scratched the surface in terms of what I thought I wanted to do for it. And I'm in this really big point of conflict where I have this project and this thing that I feel like is part of me. And I've had more than one person ask me like, well, why don't you just like not do it? I'm like, but there's something about it. I originally created it for me and like mm-hmm. shared it on Instagram. as like, Hey, I'm going to do this. Does anybody want to join me? And that's like where it came from. Cause people were like, yeah, that's interesting. And so my idea for the one this year has like kind of ebbed and flowed in terms of like, I'm giving, I'm doing free work here. The podcast currently we're not making any money off of. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think I would, if I'm going to create more, would want it to be some sort of like paid thing. But then at the same time, I'm having like a lot of resistance around like, well, what, who am I to create something and charge for it? And Mm. so I've been like kind of railing against that. And also like time being what it is, like, just like I'm watching the clock run out, like the day is approaching and I'm like, well, I haven't made anything. I haven't done anything. And so I'm just having like a lot of conflict internally about it because I thought looking at 2020, I was like, well, I'll start with Celebrate Cultivate. It's going to be like a four week thing. I've got it all. And I feel still really drawn to it. Like I want to do it. But then I like every time I like sit down to do it, I like do something else. Yeah. So I don't know. I just wanted to kind of share that because I was thinking that I'd be like announcing it and telling people to sign up today. And who knows, like I've still got a little bit of time. And I, I really believe that like, if I let it flow to me, that it could still happen. But I'm also like, why hasn't it happened yet? And I'm also reading this book by Ryan Holiday. Well, I'm listening to it on Audible, but it's called Perennial Seller. Uh Have you heard about Uh it? So um, I believe Dave Asprey in the end of his um, most recent book, which is called Superhuman, which I loved. um, I think he references it in his like acknowledgements because I don't know where it like just like came to me, you know, and I think that's where it came from, but it's all about creating work that lasts. And he talks a lot about like how to make something that lasts. It takes time. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of like against my whole like Abraham Hicks and flow belief. Like, you know, some, some things should just like earn channeling, you know, like some things can just come to you, but he makes the argument that like, no, if you really want some, what what is your intention? Are you just trying to make something to make something? Are you trying to make something to last? Right. And he like, 
puts forth the argument that like you should really only have one thing to focus on at a time, which I have like 60 different things that I have. I understand that. So yeah. So there's just like a lot of like tension and conflict within me in regards to this project. And I don't really know, like, I don't know where it's going to go, but it feels like a new year thing. But what if you like, what if you somehow, because I know you weren't really want to get back in your blogging. Yeah. And that's been sort of like a mainstay theme that I've talked about year. Yeah. So what if there was some way where you could kind of combine the two to where it doesn't feel like two separate projects per se, but one's an offshoot of the other. You can still link to your Celebrate Cultivate site and maybe it is a paid thing, but it has to do with Maybe it maybe it's like a blogging course to yeah. teach somebody how to do that. Like maybe yeah. it's a course to really, you know, showcase what interests you in a way. I don't know. Like I'm yeah. just spitballing yeah, here, no, but I, I, like, that I, I like that idea too because it's like I, I know what you're saying. Like I feel that I feel that way too. It's like there's only so many hours in a day, right. and I think you know when you have like a goal of something you want to do. And then it's like when you sit down and there's all X, Y, Z that you have to do and it's hard to get the stuff you want to do done. Yeah. And then I also feel like, well, if I wanted to do it more, I would have already done it. And so there's like all of these like stories that I'm telling myself. And I don't know. It's just like, it's a weird thing. I'm like in the middle of where I'm like, I don't know. That's this year, man. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, I really do. It is very much like aligned with all the other energetic feeling things, but that's one of the reasons why I want to do it. So I'll just go ahead and say like the idea behind it is there's a week on celebrating. There's a week on cultivating. Mm. Then there's a week on releasing and then there's a week on receiving. And so that lines up with the moon cycle yeah. and there's just so much in it that I'm like, I would, I want to do that. You course. need to do like, it. I yeah, want to do yeah. that. I want to take myself <laughs> yeah. through it. And if people want to join me, fantastic. And I'm like excited talking about it right now, but I'm also like extremely nervous because now you guys are listening and I'm like, oh God, I don't know. You should do it. And you should do it like through your blog and through the <laughs> yeah, site and yeah. use your blog as like a, like one of your, you know, where I'm one of the things sharing. you're cultivating is yes. the Goodreads practice. And yeah. so that could be part of your cultivation and a personal level, whereas on the other side, you're telling people like this is in what a bigger way do. how to do it. Yeah. You can keep it really simple. Okay. I would do it. That sounds fun. You're like, I, I need s- to do it. Sign me up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, why not? <laughs> I think that's like a pretty good place for us to Me too. Up. I feel like we covered a lot. Friends, let us know how you're feeling about the new year. New woo. What's your word? And have you decided on any resolutions or intentions? Yes, we'd love to hear. We'll be back Tuesday to get woo with tarot and oracle decks. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thank you, friends, for listening. Please connect with us at thatsprettywoo.com and on Instagram at thatsprettywoo. Make sure you subscribe to catch next week's episode and share our pod with anyone you know who's into stuff. That's That's Pretty pretty woo. Woo.